The Gestalt Gardener podcast is brought to you by Varicosity Vein Center, providing health assessment screenings and compassionate care to improve your vascular functionality and quality of life. Our doctors and vein specialists offer solutions to painful varicose veins, spider veins, and other venous diseases to our patients. Now offering complimentary vein screenings in Jackson, Madison, and Ridgeland. Information and appointment scheduling at varicosityveincenter.com. Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? I mean, it really is if you're a gardener. And if you're stuck at home, it's a good thing to be a gardener is. Hey, I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and you've tuned in to Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Gestalt Gardener Program. It's a party. You don't have to bump elbows with anybody. You don't even have to get dressed. You can wander around. You don't have to cough on anybody. Just relax and take it easy. Gardening offers hope, and it gives you something to do, too, besides just mowing the grass. For the next hour, we're going to talk about things you can do, some things you can do with kids if they're kind of bouncing off the walls, and I've got a few odds and ends I want to talk about of plants that I stole on the way in today, so anyway, it's a live program, it's a call-in program, so if you've got some things you'd like to talk about, some things are run by somebody ain't going to try to sell you anything, give us a call. We're going to do a little bit of news and come back with the Gestalt Gardener here on MPB. We're going to get dirty. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back again. Horticulturist Felder Rushing, and we're up here live at MPB. Consider it an essential service. Uh, plus, I guess me and Kevin and Java <laughs> out of out of up and dressed and out of the house for a little while. Java, how you how you kids handling all this? So they, they they're too young to really understand that they're just living their life, right? Yeah, and that's that's the main thing I keep telling everybody because everybody acts because we're all one big family up here. How are your kids and everything? But they are never better the, the only thing i need to just keep them from eating all the things in the house they're at home with their um summertime stomachs and not these school time stomachs because i know they don't eat this much at school but they're eating me and my wife out of house and home yeah i've got a note in my refrigerator that says you're not hungry close the door you're bored <laughs> anyway folks for the next little while uh, I know everybody's freaked out. I know a lot of people are in serious, serious dire straits. A lot of people are ill. A lot of people out of work. I, 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 we get that here at MPB. But what can we do to be a little proactive, a little positive here? And that's gardening. That's gardening. And uh, gardening is frustrating under the best of conditions. But when you feel like you got to get out and do some stuff, you don't want to do stuff that's going to be expensive and just doesn't work out. So if you've got some things you'd like to chat about, some some uh, you're running into some dead ends or maybe frustrated with some things, you want to give something a try. Give us a call. It's live, live here at MPB. Toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. I've got a handful of things that uh, you can can do with kids to get them out outside, away from the <laughs> refrigerator and the television and video games and stuff like. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Uh, so there's a, a, some real simple things you can do with kids. Uh, I'm going to throw those out. But if you've got some ideas, some things that you found that work, why don't you why don't you share with us? A matter of fact, I'm thinking about putting together a little list with some pictures and a little how-to thing, a little brochure uh, type thing um, that I can email to people. So uh, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to go ahead and do that this weekend. If you've got some things that, that you like to for it to be included, you can either give me a call or else shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. And uh, I've written a couple of children's gardening books, one for Better Homes and Gardens and uh, one that's been a, a little bestseller around the country, little things that kids can do in the garden that aren't just planting tomatoes, uh, some, some productive things. Uh, that are fun and interesting, too, um, even if you as a grown-up don't know how to do it. So anyway, I'm going to share some of those, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it is a live program, so if there's some things you want to kick around um, and, and, and just talk about, give us a call, toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING. We're going to start out this morning by sliding up. Oh, and, and by the way, before we take this phone call, let me throw this out. Normally, this is drive time, Java, right? This is normally the time when we say, please support MPB. Yeah, and we're, it was, we're not doing that this year. It was actually supposed to be today. It was on the calendar. It was scheduled and everything before um, the 
situation we're in now. So we're gonna we're gonna celebrate having a no drive time drive time today. <laughs> so let's just let's just let's celebrate what drive time is all about, and that's putting MPB and people together. That's what we do today. And let's start, we're gonna start out just shy of Memphis and talk with Roy. Hey, Roy. Good morning. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Push the wrong button. It's Andrew in South Haven. Hey, Andrew. Good morning. Hi, Mr. Fielder. <laughs> I, uh, I hope you're doing all right. I am about to till up a plot. I just bought a house, and they clearly had a garden out here. I'm about to till it up and try my hand at it. I didn't know if I needed to put any kind of fertilizers or anything down, or if I should just be good to go out here in Mississippi. A couple of questions. How big an area is it about? It's 17 by 20. I don't think I'm going to fill the whole thing up. I'm no. about composting in the middle of it. Yeah. i tell you what, and th- this is a really good suggestion uh, based on a lot of experience working with people both here and abroad. Instead of one gardening, treat it like four gardens. Make you four smaller gardens, individual, okay. separate, rectangular gardens, or square, whatever you want to do. And uh, and just that, that way you can till up and work in one and plant it. And then when you get around to doing another one, you know, another one, and when one gets harvested or the heat kills it or whatever, you only have that little area to work back up. Instead of treating it like a row crop farmer, treat it like several that we call them raised beds, but you don't have to have sides on them, you know, just, but, but, you know, pack your little path in between them and then treat each one as a separate garden. It'll go a whole lot better for, for you and a lot more productive too. And that way you can also, every time you plant, you can move stuff around. See, okay. uh, but anyway, to, to answer your question, you do need to, garden plants are, are, that's artificial life support. They do need some fertilizer, not much. Think about salt on an egg. You can use uh, organic, you could use uh, synthetic, whatever, but look for something where all the numbers are about the same. And basically, you know, the strongest fertilizer we have, you only use like a, a, a pint jar to 100 square feet. You know, that's not much. Oh. So, you know, whatever the direction, get you a good garden fertilizer, and whatever the directions say it'll cover, make it go twice that far, because they put the max on their directions, because that's what they do is to sell stuff. So, okay. add direction or less. And, uh, and again, uh, instead of planting on long, skinny rows, make double-wide rows. You know, instead of a row and a, what they call a furrow in between, a row and a furrow and a row and a furrow, like, like long farm, make a double, eliminate every other furrow so you have like double wide rows, and then plant stuff on both sides of it all the way down. You get a lot more out of the space, fewer problems with weeds, easy, everything about it is better. Awesome, but well, I really appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Shoot me an email if you need more questions, because we can sure get into it. No problem at all. It it, you, it should be easy. Don't. Oh, I want to ask you another question. You buy a tiller, or you rented one. I rented one. Good, good for you. You just saved a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money and time and trouble and effort, and you can wear that thing out and take it back. I started hand tilling it, but I decided that was a no go real quick. Once you till it good and deep, you know, the first time, really good, you know, we're talking about a shovel's depth. If it's not at least a shovel's deep, maybe a foot at the most. Once you've done that right the first time, it's done for good. If you don't, you're going to have to water a lot in the summer. So you might even want to think about uh, as you get around to it, once you've got those four different, four or five, whatever number you end up with, uh, taking your shovel and digging after you till it up and dig down deep. And this sort of loosening up the dirt at the bottom of it, so roots and water and air can go down deeper. Okay, awesome. Well, I really appreciate your help today, sir. You have a fantastic day. Don't hurt yourself, man. Will do. Okay, now let's now let's go to Memphis and talk with Roy. Hey, Roy, how are you, sir? Hey, Felder, good. I love your show. Appreciate you I, being I, part of it. I got a question for you. I've had uh, two female and one male kiwi plants for about five years. And I can't get the daggone male to bloom to uh, fertilize the female. I can't and help you on that. I, I can't help you. I, you know, I, you know, kiwi. Yeah, they'll grow here, but do they do well? No, not at all. They do better in a a, a drier environment like California, where it's not so much heat and humidity, and also not the fickle up and down type of weather. Uh, a lot of times, the kiwis just don't do that well here because we'll have a a long mild spell in the wintertime, then a sudden cold, a long wet spell, and all these things that affect the plant. 
the first thing a plant does is preserve itself by throwing off flowers or not even forming them. So other than making sure it doesn't stay too dry in the in the summertime, maybe protecting it in the wintertime if we have a sudden hard deep freeze, not much else you can do. Don't over-fertilize it. Give it a little bit of fertilizer. But, you know, pushing these things, a lot of times they would rather grow than flower if you give them fertilizer. It's like giving kids a bunch of candy. You know, they'd rather bounce off the wall than settle down. So try not to over-fertilize it. And, and um, that's, you know, that's nothing else I can suggest. It's a, it's a real dilemma. Do you think I ought to just dig them up do something else? Well, you know, I, I, the horticulturist would say, yeah. But the gardener would say, let's have some fun. If it doesn't work, at least you got something to talk about. And and, yeah, it, and, and it might work. It might work. Oh, I think, well, I, now I've already put a bunch of nitrogen on it. Is that a mistake? Yeah. Yeah, nitrogen is what makes plants go. It's sort of like, um, as well, as it's just it's like sugar. You know, and yeah, so the yeah. the other the other two ingredients, phosphorus and potash, they last a long time. Nitrogen doesn't, but it takes a little bit at a time. Again, think sugar, you know, and that's what nitrogen is. It's it's fast energy, and it'll kick a plant into vegetative growth at the cost of setting flowers. They tend to oh, set flowers. Up. Yeah, well, you know, but ain't it a pretty vine? Oh, it is, and it grows like crazy. Hang, <laughs> but, uh, hang, hang some Mardi Gras bees on it and go on about your business. Gotcha. All righty. <laughs> Thank you, Felder. You bet, Roy. See you. Bye-bye. Uh, Java, I've got a, I brought in some, some tunes. You know, we usually do the drive time thing now. We play little cheesy tunes, and we can scatter those around. You want to do one? Yeah, you actually brought in one of my favorites, and it's from, a, a, you know, a, a Mississippi legend. Let's do it. Playing with my friends. That's what we do up here. We're playing with our friends. And, folks, we appreciate all of y'all who call in. we got a couple of callers on the line. That was B.B. King, Playing With My Friends. And uh, we're going to do a, f- a few more of those scattered at this non-drive time, drive time. But, and i got a couple of calls. But let's take a real quick break and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and I've got my favorite wildflower of the week. It's called, I call it Mexican Primrose, Enothera speciosa. Uh, so it's a pink thing. They're, oh, two or three inches across. They're pink things. They spread. They're a little invasive, but it's a beautiful, beautiful perennial spring-blooming wildflower. I call it Mexican primrose, and it is in the, the primrose family. So anyway, it's our wildflower of the week. Texas got his blue bonnets and his Indian paintbrush and all that stuff, but we got this and so many other things. Going to talk about a couple of other plants I brought in, some weird plants, but we're going to take a real, real quick break and come back with some calls. We're going to go all the way down to lower Alabama when we come back from this break. I'm Horticulture's Felder Rush, and me and Java Chapman and Kevin Farrell and the other folks here at MPB, we're glad to be part of this party. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing the leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's Fellow Rush Again, We're going to go down to Lower Alabama and talk with Melanie. Melanie, appreciate you holding on for so long. How you doing, lady? Just fine. Good. Just fine. The Lord bless us. Yep. What's up? So, have a proverb for you, but I also have a question after this. So this is a Chinese proverb. Hopefully, nobody will hold it against it for being from China. <laughs> <laughs> if you would be happy for a week, take a wife. If you would be happy for a month, kill a pig. But if you would be happy all your life, plant a garden. There you go. That's right. That's right. I think uh, I've been living in my present location for almost thirty years, and. You know, I just go out in the morning and walk around just to see what's blooming. Hopefully something is. And usually, even if it's a weed, I've got lots of that uh, 
lyre leaf sage, I think it is. What a pretty, right pretty wildflower, though. It looks like little orchids up front, and if you notice, the stems are square. Uh, mint? Yeah, mint yeah. family. Yeah. Well, okay, so I, you know, I've been rooting some um, uh, coleas in water. Yeah. Is it okay to put them in dirt as soon as they get some little roots, or is there a, a just... You know, I don't know how to. Well, window it's kind of strange. Roots that, that sprout in water, whether it's uh, coleus or gardenias, whatever, they're different composition. They're roots that grow in dirt. They're more brittle, yeah. and so you got to be. Be. I would let them get a few roots on them first, and then when you transplant, if there's any big leaves on them, snip them off. You know, the plant will come right back out, but right. take some of the stress off it when you put it. Let's. Let's. Uh, you can go in and put in some potting soil or some pretty good uh, garden dirt once they started rooting, but they're going to wilt real bad at first unless you cut off some of the bigger leaves. Right. Yeah, I usually take all of them off except the top few just yeah. because I don't want to stress them any more than Yeah. No, no problem at all. All righty. Well, thank you, and just stay safe. Appreciate it, Melanie. Thank you so much. Wonderful proverb. All righty. Bye-bye. All righty. Now we're going to slide over to Quitman, Mississippi. Hey, Mary, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? So far, so good. I'm cheerful. Uh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I was outside working in my flower beds and stuff, and it was this pretty wild flower. Oh, my God, I come so close to digging it up <laughs> in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> There's some pretty ones out there. Yeah, these were purple. Hmm. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, the reason I called is people... You know, I'm an old woman now, and the people that are planting gardens, I used to do it religiously. And if when they get done tilling it, if they'll work that ground before they plant, you know, and rake and pick up every weed they can find, you you know what? It'll take a lot of work off of you when the plants do grow. In other words, go ahead and get it, get her done. Get her done. Exactly. <laughs> do, do you use mulch in your garden, Mary? Do you cover the ground up after you plant? Compost. Yeah. And then that. Almost, but compost is so much better. And people say, eh, you know what? My tomatoes were so big, they broke my vine. <laughs> Gonna have to get a bigger stake. Uh, well, I did have. I had that wire thingy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Wow, they were huge. They were bigger than a baseball. Wow, a lot to do with the variety, but compost is going to give all plants, but particular vegetable plants, things that grow fast and produce a lot. There's richness in compost because it's broken down plant parts is what it is. And I tell you something, manure, a lot of people don't realize, but manure and compost are the same thing. Manure comes from animals, but compost comes from worms. Saying compost, you know, my stuff. My own compost, you know. Yeah, just put stuff on the top. Yeah, and you know, cause but see where I come from, I was raised, and the only thing we bought at the school was coffee, sugar, flour, and cornmeal. Mm-hmm. Even our Lord, we rendered ourselves. Yep. And way out, and I was raised, and we had to work hard because if your mind can think it. We grew it and we put it in jars. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, and I loved it. I loved it. Well, sound like you still got it going on, Mary. Absolutely. You can't give up. You can't quit. You got to stick your head up, blow your chest out, and say, "Okay, I'm gonna get her done." Mary, you're a hero. We appreciate you. Thank you for your call too. I I watch it, I love it, and I love y'all. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And it's like a party, and you just made it a bigger party. Thank you so much, Mary. You're welcome, darling. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was real Southern. That was, a, that was a real Southern gal. Thank you, darling. You're welcome, darling. Uh, by the way, I got an email uh, last week from Allison Henry. Uh, she wrote about the lady last week who called it, didn't, didn't have purple martins. She said, check the martin houses for mites the little mites that, that might drive them away. And also make sure there's no tree branches when it's about 10 feet. Uh, so I appreciate it. If I don't know something, people will call in and, and help us both out. Uh, you want to give us a call? It's toll-free 1-877-MPB-RING. Um, I have two of my favorite garden flowers I want to bring in and brag about. And I, I can't take credit because I stole them both from old home sites. One is the latest blooming daffodil. The, the daffodil that blooms later, usually it's a little bit later, but everything 
things early this year, but it's called Two Sisters. Uh, every It's a regular-sized daffodil, but every stem has got two flowers. They're really pretty, good-sized white with a pretty little frilly yellow cup. But there's two flowers per stem, latest-blooming daffodil called Two Sisters. And if you've got the early-blooming paper whites and you've got Two Sisters, there's all those in between. You can have daffodils for four or more months. If you just choose the right varieties. And the second one is one that I got from a house that was being torn down. It's the old Johnson's Amaryllis. Some people call it uh, St. Joseph's Lily. Big, tall, knee, uh, more than knee-high, thigh-high uh, stems with uh, clusters of big red flowers with white stripes down the middle of it. The old hardy red Johnson's Amaryllis or the hurricane lily. Great, great plants. Can't hardly buy them anywhere. So once you got them, you have obligation to share them with other people. Hey, John, you want to do another cheesy tune real quick? Yeah, I was listening um, to Mary and uh, Melanie, and they uh, had me choose this tune uh, because it sounds they like... spoke to you. Both, both of them were um, grooving in the garden. There you go. I went down to the schoolyard Here is what I found A whole mess of kids Singing songs and dig digging in the ground I said, what is this that's going on? Explain this thing to me They said, come along and dig with us And pretty soon you'll see Yeah, they were planting trees And vegetables and blueberry bushes too These kids, they had it town hall said mayor come and see the kids are getting everyone to help grow our community we grabbed ourselves some shovels and a packet of seeds or two joined our neighbors heading down to be part of the garden crew if you want to guarantee you got good food now felder we are listeners supported radio yeah but and today was actually, it feels kind of strange because today was actually our scheduled drive time. Yeah. And we always have a good time, especially during the uh, Gustav Gardner for drive day. But uh, it just, you know, would not have been right given no. the circumstances. No, 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 no. But at the same time, though, now we're giving back to the community for supporting us. And we're up here, uh, consider garden centers, by the way, folks. If you've got a local garden center, locally owned garden center, you know, the box stores are fine, but a lot of stuff they sell doesn't grow well in our part of the country. It's just a fact. They know it, you know it. But if you can support a local garden center that's trying to stay open during this this pandemic, uh, they've had to lay some workers off. Some have actually closed. Uh, but they've, they've stocked up for springtime and summertime. They're just loaded plants, and somebody's got to go in and water those plants all the time. Anyway, local garden centers, locally owned garden centers, are going to have things that they believe will do well for you because they want you to be a regular customer and know your name. So anyway, support locally owned garden centers. Stop by and visit them. A lot of times, you know, they'll make you stand away from them across the bench. But whether it's vegetables or herbs or flowers or trees or shrubs or vines or ground covers, whatever, this is a great time here to be gardening in the South. And locally owned garden centers are hungry for your company. Just don't get too close. Uh, hey, if you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. Um, I did uh, say that I was going to throw out a, a few things that you can do if you got children uh, who are stuck inside. And uh, and I'm putting together a little brochure with some how-to and some pictures and stuff that I will send to anybody who wants to email me, garden at mpbonline.org. Um, but anyway, some out-of-school children, some you may enjoy yourself, some super easy plants. But try this, a little kitchen garden, a little raised bed, doesn't have to have a box but a, a four foot square box with some dirt in it and grow a, a mixture of stuff some vegetables some herbs some flowers something for instant gratification kids don't want to wait for a tomato give them some basil and some oregano so they can start making pizza uh, help them make a bird feeder out of a, by cutting holes in a, in a gallon milk jug and putting some sticks through it fill it with and, and hanging it out there uh, simple 
above ground water garden. It could be anything that holds water with some stuff planted around it and maybe go down the and you know, catch you some minnows at the lake or something. Um gardening for butterflies. Handful of plants that are really, really easy to grow. Lantana uh, is a real good one. Pentas is a good one. There's so many great little butterfly plants. Um, making an easy scarecrow. Easy scarecrow is to get a stick, just a plain old stick, and a coat hanger, and straighten the, the little curve at the top, and take the coat hanger on near the top of the stick, and then have them put some of their clothes on it. Doesn't have to have arms or legs, but uh, any kind of long sleeve shirt or a little dress or something. But a coat hanger, duct tape to a stick, and then have them make a head out of anything. Paper bag, milk jug, gourd, cut out cardboard. But have them uh, take their picture and print it out and tape it on a piece of cardboard and put it on there. How about a vine TP or weather station? There's so many things we can do. And if you'll shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org, I'll send you a few more of those. Uh, meanwhile, let's go over to Waynesboro and talk to V. Hey, V, are you really in Waynesboro or are you in just Wayne County somewhere? Wayne, Wayne County, the rural. Um, my question is, well, I had a little garden that I dug with a shovel, and my puppies just knocked my tomatoes down and dug around a bit so um i listened to the idea about the short the four uh small areas Uh and the double uh row right on each side so i'll have someone with a tractor come do that for me wait how big an area is this um big huh well, it's not very big. It's just in the backyard. Yeah. Well, you know, because you don't need a tractor, just a good tiller. And the idea is to have little small, uh, you know, uh, areas about the size of a kitchen table with a little space in between them and treat each one like a like a little miniature garden or a big container. In other words, uh-huh. instead of row crop like a farmer. Right. That's a great idea. Well, I had the little kitchen table. This is where I had my, my uh, tomatoes and those. The puppies knocked them both down. I had tomato squash and cucumber, <laughs> and the greens didn't do well. So I sprinkled some um, uh, cottonseed meal in there. They just didn't do well. Yeah, cottonseed meal takes a little while to get kicked in, but one, because it feeds the worms, and they feed your plant. But once you once you put there, you know, it's a little lag time, but then it really kicks in. Um, you know, country folks used to have. And everybody used to, and in England and Japan they still do because they have free roaming animals. They used to have fences around their gardens, a little fence. That's yeah. what everybody did because of roaming, because of dogs and kids, and and you know, it won't keep raccoons or or uh, squirrels out, but it'll keep a dog out. Just, yes, that's, you know. that's what I'll do. And I have another question: um, fig trees, um, the type of fig trees, and how many? Do I need two to fertilize? each other and the best type of fig plant? This is a good question, but no, figs don't, don't I mean, one fig is all you need, you know, so if you want more figs, plant two figs, you know, that that's what it boils down to. Um, and there's a bunch of different varieties out there. The most popular is called brown turkey. It's been f- around forever, but it's not the best. Uh, there's one called Celeste. Starts with a C. Celeste, like celestial beings, but Celeste is the most productive, the most dependable type, if you can get it. And then plant your brown turkey out there, too, if you want to. But uh, when you put them in the ground, V, it's really important the day you put it in the ground to cut it back to about a foot, foot and a half, two feet tall. That way it'll branch out close to the ground, and you'll have big limbs that'll be easier to pick later. If you don't cut it back, it's going to put stuff way out the top, and you'll never be able to reach the figs. So when I put plant my figs, I cut them back to about a foot and a half tall and let them bush out the first year. Uh-huh. Okay, that sounds good. Well, that's a, that's a start anyway. All righty? Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank V. You. Enjoy listening to you and learning. Hey, thanks for being part of it, V. See you later. Yeah. Felder, I think we're running up on our, our regular cheesy tune time, and Kevin is getting these calls lined up for us. You want to play this cheesy tune and, and yeah. come back after the break? Yeah, it's a good tune, too. We'll be, folks, I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing. It's a good stock gardener here at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We'll be right back after this. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's a paid paradise. They put up a parking lot. With a big hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Now, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Took all the trees, put them in a tree museum. And they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone and the pay paradise put up a parking lot. Hey, farmer, farmer, put away that DDT now. Give me the spots on my apples, but leave me the birds and the bees, please. Now don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. They pay paradise and they put up a parking lot. Okie dokie, folks, welcome back. Oh, Pave Paradise, put up a parking lot, charge people a dollar and a half just to see them. Hey, if you've got some, I'm already getting uh, emails from people who want this this brochure about thing, ideas to garden with kids uh, who are stuck at home or you want to get them out, out of the house. Uh, but also, shoot me an email if you've got some ideas, some things. So let's make this a, let's make this a, 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 a family thing. We'll all throw in stuff. Uh, shoot us an email, garden at mpbonline.org. you got ideas about about uh, doing outdoor stuff with kids, or if you want this brochure, I'm going to put it together over the weekend. Uh, meanwhile, let's slide up to uh, over to Meridian. Hey, Aaron, good morning, sir. Thank you for holding. Morning, Velder. How you doing, man? So far, so good. What's up? All right, so I'm a teacher out here. I teach at uh, West Lauderdale Middle School, uh-huh. and we're off for the next while. Uh, so my brother-in-law, he's also a teacher. We're starting a garden. We live right beside each other. Uh-huh. And uh, we've been wanting to do it for a while. The thing is, we're using, right now, we're using the no-till method. Yeah. Um, and we're both brand new to this, so we're kind of getting information where we can. Yeah. Um, but we're doing the no-till method. We realize that some of this will not be ready, really, until next year. Yeah. Uh, we've put hay on the ground. We've uh, put some uh, compost down. But I was able to get a hold of uh, a good bit of composted chicken manure. Yeah. Now, it's, about, it's about four years old or so. Yeah. Um, and we were wondering, is it okay to plant, if we did a raised bed, can we plant straight into that compost with no other soil inside the bed? Yeah, it's going to be awful what we call hot. Even though it's old and a lot of the nutrients have already leached out, um, uh-huh. growing in just organic matter is like growing in just dirt. It's like, you know, neither one is great. You know, mixing two together is better. That's what happened no-till is gradually this stuff gets mixed in with your native dirt. Uh, even right. though Even though it's no-till, that doesn't mean don't do nothing. Uh, okay. It gets you. Uh, you don't have to get a shovel. You know what a turning fork is? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. get a turning fork. Put the stuff on there and 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 put the fork down into the dirt. Wiggle it back and forth to where it's, you have holes going in your dirt that this stuff okay. is going down into. Okay. Uh, you know that's a whole lot better. Uh, also, go to a co-op and get a little bit of cottonseed meal. Okay. Cottonseed meal has got good, good fertil- natural fertilizer, but it also has got protein for worms, and worms will dig that dirt like you wouldn't believe. You know, they okay. will they will till it for you, but feed the worms, and all it takes is a dusting. Uh, a, a pint, a pound will cover a, a hundred square feet, ten by ten. You know, okay. that's just a good dusting. Uh, so, so do that. And the more different kinds of stuff you put out there, including shredded cardboard, anything like that, the mm-hmm. more stuff you do, the better. You know, all okay. chicken manure, not really. All bark, no. But bark, bark and chicken manure mixed together is better than both. Than, it's a gestalt thing. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> so so for now, uh, and, and the reason I ask, we don't, we don't have a lot of topsoil or anything. We have topsoil, but yeah. not. You know, a heaping pile of it to pour into these these beds as of now. But you got it uh, out there. It's it's down under right. it though, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We turning for or take a shovel and stick down there. You don't have to turn it over. Stick it and crack it back and forth. So that stuff you put on top goes down into the dirt, and you'll find okay. that that plant. This will give it a v- incredible head start. Okay. Great. All right. Thank you very much, Rip Felder. Hey, hey. Cool, turn. Is your brother listening? Uh, he is not. He's actually at the school right now cutting grass. He's, okay. he's essential personnel. Okay. Turn it into a race. 
and let me okay. know and, and get some before and after pictures. We want to have some fun with this. All right, sounds good. Sounds okay, good. appreciate it, All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah, man. All righty, and this is the gal I haven't heard back heard from her from a long time. Calling from Memphis, Tennessee, Chainsaw Kate. How are you doing, Kate? I am doing great. Thank you for holding. What's going did, on? Did you did you make it up here for your two occasions? Nope, everything got canceled. I've had twenty four <laughs> twenty four things canceled now, but that's okay. It's all yep. good. Okay, I have two or three things. Um, my, you should see my Van Hoodie eye. It is absolutely gorgeous, but it has outgrown its space. My favorite so spirea. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have to move it, you know, when it gets through blooming. Uh-huh. How, um, how much can I divide? I want to divide it. How well, much can I divide it? You can divide it, as it down to, to as long as each plant has a little piece of root. You can divide it oh, as okay. much as you want okay, to. Okay. But now, okay. now, Kay, cut it way back. Cut it, cut it back to just a couple of feet tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it'll be easier to divide and move, and it'll they'll sprout back out a whole lot better. Cut it way, way back. You still got your chainsaw, don't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You, may, you may not have to use a chainsaw, but cut it back to about oh, you know, no, less than I, you got. I have stuff to use a chainsaw on, but not that. Okay. Now, another another reason for me asking about dividing it and all is there is a good possibility that I am going to be leaving you all this fall. Oh no. Yeah, I have I have two sons. One is in Virginia, and one is in Massachusetts, and they're having a fit because I'm down here by myself. I have lived alone for 25 years, and uh, so what? the one in Virginia has a house up there. He has 20 acres. He has a house for me, and they're just having a fit for me to move up there, which would be fine. Well, 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 hey, hang on a second, though. You, you won't be leaving us because you can, you can. I mean, this is online anywhere. You can oh, listen oh, yeah, to us, no, even yeah. even in Massachusetts. You have to get up earlier because they're an hour ahead yeah. of us. Oh, 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 I plan. I plan to. Okay. I well, mean, I'm just physically leaving you. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Now, okay. The other thing, well, another thing I have a dozen, but anyway. I want to move, Lord, I'm taking everything with me. I want to move my irises. I have about six or eight different kinds, and they have gotten mixed in with everything else. And uh, how, um, when they bloom and I can identify them, how soon after, or what can I do to keep them where I can take them up and move them and still know what I've got when I get up there? Get, get you a plastic spoon and write them, put a number on it, put by each one, and then write down someplace that what color, do you, you know, in other words, no, a little plastic spoon or something with a Sharpie pen, put a number yeah. by it so that you can, can go back and say, okay, number three is this one. Just write it down. That's what oh, I do. Okay. Yeah, all right. I tell you what, you can have your spider work. <laughs> well, we found some in the backyard of my next door neighbor. It was here before we were. It's a native plant. We are the problem, not the spider work. Well, I tell you where I found it. <laughs> I used to. I'm telling off on myself. I used to walk half a mile up to the gas station. This was years ago, and get me a beer. Mm-hmm. And I would walk back home and sit and have my beer. Well, one time walking back, I saw this pretty blue flower in the crack of the sidewalk. Oh boy! And you got and it. I got it, and that it is all over the place. <laughs> Serves you right, Kate. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's one other thing. You know, my my beautiful rose that uh, my running rose. I don't think I ever told you what uh, what happened and almost killed it. The people were working next door and they didn't spray it, but they sprayed the ground around it because it's up against a, a fence. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was dead completely. And it put up one long sphere, um, style, whatever you want to call it. And then I was out there the other day cleaning around it, and it has put up three nice shoots from the ground. Now, I want to move that, and when do I do something toward moving it? Because two-thirds of it is dead. It's about 15 years old. Yeah, this it's gonna be it's hard to move an old shrub like that because they got roots, they got woody roots. It's just hard, hard, hard to move an old plant like that. You might want to think about taking some branches and bend them down in the dirt and come back out, and they'll root where you put them in the water, and then just dig those up when you move. Oh, okay. I, I won't be moving until fall. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Work, 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 work up, work, work up a little dirt. And then bend a branch down and back out, put a brick or something on it so it doesn't move, and it'll uh-huh. root right there. And then all you got to do is dig that, that bit up in the oh, fall. 
Oh, okay, okay. It, it will be fall because I've got to fix up and sell my house. There you go. There you go. Oh, well, my, Kate, oh, myself. Oh, well, Lord listen, Kate. Me. It's yeah. so so good to hear from you. And uh, and don't I know you're not going to be a stranger. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Not at all. And I'm taking all my plants. I'm even taking my black gold with me. I have buckets of compost, and it is black gold. And my daughter-in-law Wait, 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 wait. You're not going to haul manure to Massachusetts, are you? It's not manure. It's rotted vegetation. Well, okay. Well, still, compost. (laughs) No, there's no no animal excretions in it. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, it's full of worm excretion. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an animal. Yeah, and I, I have... I have eight five-gallon buckets of it, and that just—that's not even a start of what I can get out of my compost pile. Well, listen. I'll say this, and then I'll shut up. My daughter-in-law said, "Please come up here and bring me some compost. This dirt up here is just no good. I can't grow anything." So, uh, well, so whether anyway. whether it's, whether it's Carolinas or Massachusetts, bless their hearts, Kate, because you're coming and you're swinging your chainsaw. Yeah. It's southern, it's southern Virginia. I can't tell you okay. exactly the name of it, That's but okay. it's, it's just as you get up into Virginia. Oh, if you stand looking north on the left, you have the Blue Ridge well, Mountains. Let, let, and on we, the right, we, you have we, the ocean. We we gotta go, but call yeah, back. Gotta go. Call right, back, bye-bye. sweetheart. Love bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye bye. Woo! <laughs> Chainsaw Kate. I'm speechless. Java, I'm just speechless. I think if we were to have a group of um, of, of originals, Kate would be in that, Absol- that bunch. Absolutely. absolutely. And, that's a, and that's a beautiful thing. Good as gold, too. Uh, we got time for another phone call before we do, do something what? Okay. Let's talk to um, Renee. Who's next? Renee. Renee in Ocean Springs. Hey, Renee, thanks for holding. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. What's up? because I have four little Jim Magnolia trees uh-huh. and they're a pretty good size, um, maybe eight to 10 feet tall. They've been in my yard for about a year. They're, they seem like they're struggling a little bit. Like yeah. they're, they haven't filled out and the bottom parts of all of the little gems, all of, there's not really any leaves on yeah. the bottom branches yeah. and they just kind of look scrawny. I gave them some slow release food from a local uh, nursery and right I just haven't really seen any improvement yeah here, here a, a couple of things first of all and and, and, and and there's not much you can do about this I always recommend planting smaller things the big ones are going to struggle for a year or more as they get rooted the best thing you can do they're, they're, they, they're struggling they put all this top growth on and they don't have much of a root system so what I would recommend would go outside the original hole and loosen up the dirt you don't have to dig it but just loosen it you know take a shovel and just sort of crack it a little bit so that the original roots ball can spread out further the quicker they grow good roots the better it's going to get established and that's just a fact um also i bet you didn't loosen up the potting soil when you put it in the ground because they were too big and, well and we had just built a house yeah with the soil was yeah. kind of like a red clay it right right it, it, it was all like new construction yeah. soil that was brought in. Yeah, that this is normal. By the way, this is what almost everyone has to deal with. Problem is, though, these things were grown in bark type potting soil, and all of a sudden they're in a clay type soil. And when it wet, when it stays wet, that's like a a clay bowl that stays wetter than they were used to when they were in the pot, and the extra stuff could drain out the bottom. So you know, you've got this this uh, clay bowl with a bunch of cornflakes in it and you got a plant that wants to get out into the dirt so loosen up the potting so uh, the 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 hole make it wider and if you can take some real dirt and throw it on top of the original root ball to try to work in some some of your clay down around that potting you know the, the potting soil decomposes and you got a bunch of roots just in a clay pot so loosen up the widen the hole throw a little bit of dirt on top of the original root ball and that'll help your plants get established now as far as what you can do to make it uh spread out i had the same problem with mine and i just 
prune mine a little bit. They only put on new growth on the ends of the branches, or if you cut it back, they bush out with new growth. So um, the alternative would be to plant a skirt of something around the base of them, some little tiny dwarf nandinas or some daylilies, some some kind of a plant like a skirt around the base of it. And not only will it help it fill out and they'll look better, but also those new plants will eat the leaves that fall off of your magnolia trees. So uh, almost always uh, it's good to to plant something beneath or in between them that's, you know, only gets old knee higher. So. What's that? What did you recommend, Nandina's around the scope? Yeah, Nandina's an easy one. Not not just Nandina. You want you want a dwarf Nandina. There's one called Harbor Dwarf, one that only gets about two or three feet tall, and then that'll fill around. And they'll the the magnolias will look better, and plus you'll have berries in the wintertime. So widen the holes, throw a little dirt on top of the original uh, stuff, uh, original uh, root ball, to sort of melt down in around those roots, and then put something. Uh, around in between them. That'll take your mind off those lower limbs being naked. Okay, thank you so much. Good luck on it, Renee. It ain't going to be easy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. By the way, I brought in uh, four plants that grow on other plants. Maybe we could do this as our podcast picture. I've got uh, a stick that's got some green moss on it, and so you can peel it off. i got these scaly gray-looking things called lichens they grow on rocks and tombstones but the moss and those and then there's this fern that grows on tree limbs a little small thing the leaves are only oh three or four inches long it dries up they turn completely brown and they sprout back out after rain it's called resurrection fern uh, they grow on things not in and then i've got our native bromelia called spanish moss between the moss the lichens the resurrection fern and the Spanish moss. We got four plants that are native to here that grow great on just plain old dead branches. And I put these in my yard, and I think they look kind of cool. They're weird, but they're cool. Uh, we'll put a picture of that on our on our uh, po- podcast a little bit later. Uh, meanwhile, let's talk with Becky from Itawamba County. Itawamba, uh, Becky, you're not even near a town, are you? I'm in Fulton. Okay, you're in full. Okay, you're in the county seat. Yeah. Yes, okay, what's up? No, I was just wondering about, uh, you were talking about gardens and such, and I just wondered, you know how they used to do those victory gardens back in the day? Yeah. And I was just wondering, you know, were they just, were they vegetable gardens, or were they flower gardens, or what were they? A little of both. The victory garden, and by the way, that goes back uh, several hundred years. Anytime there's, uh, there's time, you know, wars and stuff like that, you know, and there's not much food, people were encouraged to grow stuff. Uh, during the Revolutionary War, uh, we had Victory Garden. They weren't called Victory Garden. They're during the Civil War, World War One, World War Two. Anytime there's time of strife and there's fear of food shortage, people are encouraged to, to grow stuff, not only for themselves, but to share or to barter with neighbors. So they were mostly vegetable gardens because food was scarce. Um, and but you know people always plant some flowers. They should always plant some flowers. You know if you plant tomatoes and peppers and corn and beans and squash and stuff, put some zinnias out there too. It not only looks pretty but attracts the butterflies and you got cut flowers. But, no, the, but no morning glory, right? Well, you know morning glory is okay, but it's uh, kind of a thug down here. It takes up a lot of space. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I like Morning Glory, but if I was going to rather grow Morning Glory, I'd rather grow its relative called Moonflower because it blooms in the evening when I'm more likely to be out there. Yeah. The reason I said that is cause, because I, I bought some one time, and my dad teased me about how he, they tried to kill it because yeah. it was a weed. <laughs> he, he called it Tyvine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, just mixing stuff up like that. But the idea of a victory garden was to help provide a little food security, you know, and, and we need that today. Community gardens and uh, 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 areas where where people may not have access to as much food. Victory gardens, community gardens uh, to help provide a little food security. So if you've never done a garden before, would you just check with, with the local, you know, garden center or what? Uh, yes and no. You know, they're in the business selling stuff, of course. Um, you know, if you've never done it before, start small. Make an area about twice the size of a kitchen table. And then if that works, do another one and another one and another one. And then mix stuff up. A few vegetables, a few culinary herbs. You know, you can't go wrong with basil and oregano and rosemary because you can use those. But tomatoes and, and uh, corn, you can buy those cheaper. 
peppers, though. Peppers are like a dollar and a half a piece. You can grow them in your backyard as almost like flowers, and they make peppers. So it's it's more you know, growing things that produce well, that look good, that don't need a whole bunch of care, and not gardening in rows like a farmer. Okay. Um Shoot me an email. Shoot me an email, and and uh, and we can take it from there. I I do this. I don't I don't have anything else to do. Shoot me an email, Becky. <laughs> okay. When the library opens, I'll do it. <laughs> well, okay. Nothing to it. Appreciate it, and good luck. Good question, by the way. <sighs> we got time for another cheesy thing. You know, do the Java do the Java Jive thing. Okay. We got we got we got Billy, the last caller of the day, man. Okay. Nobody wants to hear about me. Okay, Billy's calling from Minton. Hey Billy, good morning, sir. How are you? Just fine. How you doing? So quick. I bought me a cow up a country and they recommended I get two other varieties to pollinate it. How do you know when you need you bought a pecan tree that needs pollinating and when is one self pollinating and when any Well it's it's a good question. Pecan trees are self-pollinating, but the male flowers and the female flowers don't always overlap just right. And if a rain comes along when they bloom, which is typically in late March or, or early April, there goes all your pollen. So it's good to have some that have early pollen, late pollen, to, all, to make sure to, to, to double your chances it's going to happen. One pecan can make pecan trees, but have an early pollen and a late pollen variety sitting, sitting planted close to each other, just it, it just doubles your chances. How do you tell which one is early and which one is late? I have to go online unless you, I mean, I've got it written down at the house, you know, early bloom. If you go to uh, MSU Cares, uh, M-S-U-C-A-R-E-S dot com, or just Google uh, early and late pollen pecans and, and okay. yeah and it'll have a list of the early some that have the the male flowers early some that have the male flowers later and then you just mix some of those together I got you. or shoot me an email because i got a list of those at home i wrote i, I wrote a book about it i just can't remember it okay i understand have a good day okay billy appreciate it Goodbye. oh boy oh boy oh boy uh ch- talk to chainsaw kate wore me out Listening to her wore me out, but in a good way, in a great way. Anyway, folks, I am putting together a little uh, a little thing of, of easy activities for kids and for grown-ups, too. And it's going to be fairly short. I'll put it together over the weekend and start sending it out. If you'd like a copy, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. And if you've got some ideas, uh, some things that you think would be great to include, I'm going to do it over the weekend. I'm going to wait till after the rebroadcast on Saturday to make sure that I catch everybody. But anyway, shoot me an email. We're stuck inside, but we can get outside. There's all sorts of things you can do without having to know very much. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and me and Java Chapman and Kevin Farrell, we're keeping doors open to this garden party here at MPB. Uh, You know, we desperately want to be a major part of your community. That's what we do. So give us a call, shoot us an email, tune in, support us when we have our regular drive time. But meanwhile, if you get a chance to take a kid to a garden center, get them some begonias, a tomato plant, pepper plant, a basil plant, a regular plant, get them a big pot, show them how to do what we do best, folks. Real important these weird times for kids to feel some sort of security. And you get that through getting dirty. (laughs) See you all next week.